Welcome to the Female CEO Show. I'm your host, Courtney Quinn. I'm a corporate dropout turned serial entrepreneur with a passion for helping female business owners step into your power and reach your full potential in business and in life. I'm on a mission to empower more women to become their own boss while teaching them how to do it in a healthy, scalable way that supports your dream life so that you're running a business and not owning a business that runs you. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or you're still toying with the idea of diving into your own business, you're in the right place if you're looking for tools to support you as you are navigating the world of entrepreneurship as a woman, because I'm going to get real with you on how to do so. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to today's episode of the Female CEO Show podcast. Today, I am joined by one of my best friends in the marketing industry, Logan Montag. And today, we are going to be talking about entrepreneurship as a single 20-something woman. We're talking balancing friendships, relationships, and self-care, all while building multi-six-figure yearly businesses. And I am so excited to dive into all of this with you. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Logan. Logan is the owner of Socially Logan Marketing, which is currently in the transition of being called your marketing BFFs. She is your short, bubbly, and full-of-life gal who quite literally does not know how to relax, but... She's learning. Sometimes she has to force herself to, and that's kind of what we're going to dive into today. Logan worked in corporate marketing at her dream job, in air quotes, right out of college, but quickly got burnt out by the time she was 25. She started her marketing agency during the pandemic and also pursued an MBA during this time, which she just completed last fall in 2022. In 2020, she also took over quite a bit of the operations of her family business. This gal is booked and busy. And in 2021, she started teaching others how to become social media managers and ditch their nine to five, just like she did. At first, Logan didn't really know how to have a life outside of work and running multiple businesses and being in school, but she knew she had to. And I know this is something that so many of you can relate to. And so she started traveling as much as she could on top of everything she already had on her plate. She makes sure to take two hours out of her day five times a week to go to the gym because it keeps her sane from all of the work overload. She loves watching The Bachelor with her friends every new episode. She makes sure she gets eight hours of sleep a night. If she doesn't, she doesn't function. She doesn't drink a ton of caffeine either. And she has learned all of this like through trial and error. And as a single person, she can do all of this, but it does make dating hard when you're so busy trying to balance it all. We are going to unpack all of this in today's episode. I'm so excited. Logan, welcome to the Female CEO Show podcast. Hello. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. It's so great to see you on you know, your podcast now and see all the amazing work you've done also. We've been besties in this business for so long now, and I just love it. I know. Logan and I have known each other since, like, probably 2020, 2021. Um, We worked with the same business coach as we were launching our marketing agencies and have really just kind of, like, stuck together and, like, kept up with each other throughout the whole journey. So, like, true biz besties here. So this is so fun. And as soon as I launched the podcast, I immediately knew that I wanted to have Logan on as a guest. And she was like, okay. Let me think about what we can talk about. <laughs> and like a month ago, she came to me and was like, okay, what about this? And I was like, oh my God, 
gold. So I am so excited. And this is just going to be like a fun, like imagine you're at happy hour with us right now. Like we're just, we're just chatting life and business and girl stuff. And it's going to be awesome. But Logan, so (laughs) go ahead. No, I was going to say it's super fun. It just, I was just thinking like, it's just going to be like, we're sitting on the beach in Mexico again together, drinking margaritas, having a conversation. Oh my gosh. We went to Tulum together. It was so much fun. The like you pina coladas. You had to be roomies. For we a were. Week. We were roomies. And poor Logan, I got Mexico sick on our last night there, and I like wake up in the middle of the night and like have to run into the bathroom that was right by her bed. <laughs> and just I yak. actually forgot about that until you just said that. <laughs> oh, I did not. Um, I'm working on my gut health right now, and there's a little part of me that's like, did I get like parasites in Mexico? Like, you might have. Do I have hitchhikers? I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna find out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Logan and I were like, go play in the ocean. We were like just hanging out in the waves. Everyone else was just like sitting on the beach. <laughs> We're like we're just really playing in the children. ocean. We're having the time of our lives. It's good to. It was great. Yes, you gotta let your inner child come out and play, especially when you're like taking a break from business, like on a vacation. I don't know. I think it's so, so good great. to let your inner child come out. That was so fun. Okay, so you gave us some really awesome insight in your bio, kind of about you, what you've been up to, a little bit about your story. But let's dive a little bit deeper into that. Um, let the audience know about you, about your journey, and kind of how you've gotten to here, like now running, working multiple businesses, coaching women, helping them lead their nine to fives, social media marketing, all of the things. Yeah, so it's been a journey. I will tell you that. It it never ends <laughs> and it is still a learning process every single day. I cannot say I have it all figured out yet. Um I think yeah. some days I've got it down pat today. Like today, I'm like, we're on our shit. We're being super productive. And then there's some days where you still just like, you have to listen to your body and be like, I need a nap this afternoon. Um, So, you know, I think that's a lot of it is that I have just learned to really be in tune with myself and my emotions and my body and paying attention to those cues and kind of running my business off of them. Because if I'm burnt out, then that's not going to succeed either. And that's how I've really been able to grow my own six-figure agency, run a coaching program and create passive courses, as well as now I'm pretty much running our family business as well. So I, you know, like you said, in my bio in 2020, I was working at my quote unquote dream job. I was traveling 24 seven for that. I was gone all the time, never home. I got to go to tons of trade shows and events and meet all these cool people and do all these amazing things. But I was miserable and it was a job I needed to leave. I I really needed to leave, but I was too Mm -hmm. scared to do. And so the pandemic quite literally did that for me. I, had no other choice. (laughs) Um, They, you know, I I worked for a Swedish company and they, when the pandemic came, they took all the U.S. marketing out and took it back there um, because everyone was panicking. And I was in a position where I didn't know if, you know, other people in the industry that I was in, it was in the outdoor industry, all of my friends were getting laid off. And so I just thought, well, I freelanced a little bit in college to make like some extra money. I would write blogs or do certain things. 
so if I did it then, I guess I could do it now. Um, I, I knew I didn't really want to go to another job. And I knew that if I did that, it would probably be the same thing in the roles that I knew in PR and communications, um, doing those things. And so that was just wasn't really an option anymore. Um, And so I just kind of, you know, got on Upwork and started applying for jobs. At the time, I actually started a business with one of my old roommates from college. Um, She had also gotten laid off. But um, through that, I kind of learned it doesn't work for everyone to start a business with your friends. (laughs) Um, For some people, it works out great and I'm happy for them. But that's something I give advice on, like, be very cautious of that because it can it, it quite will ruin your friendship. Yeah. And um, that's really scary and it's a really hard thing to do, you know. And so we just did, learned we didn't see eye to eye on things. And so um, 2021 came around, early 2021, and I decided that I was just going to go out on my own then. Um, mm. And I, I gave her that business. I, I left and I restarted again um, from the beginning, just completely started over. And Man. so, you know, I started out kind of freelancing, then went to a partnership for about nine months and then started from scratch again. (laughs) And um, that was really humbling because you're at a point where at that point, I think I was 26 and you think, you know, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, (laughs) but it's scary and exciting all at the same time. And I think you can either run from it or you can lean into it. And I chose to really lean into it. And I, you know, so all of this is going on. And, you know, during that time, um, I was still, after I had left my corporate job, or I guess you could say lost it, um, they did ask me to come back at one point, but I, I did say no. When they when they realized everyone kind of was like, oh, we still need marketing, um, yeah. they did ask me to come back. And I, I, by that point, though, I, I knew that my body and my mind couldn't handle it anymore and that mm-hmm. I, I literally just needed to ditch the nine to five completely. Yeah. And, you know, I'm someone who's really creative. I work better at night. I, I don't function well in the morning. I don't, I'm not a creative person. So for me to have to go to work in the morning and do all these things, I just wasn't giving my best work either. Wow. Um, and so I didn't want to be on anyone else's schedule. And so I I did that. And, um, you know, I started helping out with the family business and, you know, over the past three years, I've kind of, you know, taken over a lot of those responsibilities of operations on that, um, while building my own businesses. And so it's been, a wild ride that I really, you know, came from something that I was too scared to leave. It was, uh, it was very humbling, but I'm so glad that I did it. And I I wish I would have done it sooner. I wish I would have had the balls to leave, to leave a nine to five and do my own thing and do something that's going to make me happy and work at the hours that I want to work. So, you know, when I first started my business, I was like, it was summer. I was going to the pool during the day and sitting in front of my computer at night. I was doing whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Like rewind that 60 seconds and listen to it again. If you're still at your nine to five and you want to leave, it's, there's like never going to be the right time. It's always going to be like shit your pants scary to leave that security going in to something on your own. But like you said, it's always like, a, I wish I would have been able to do this sooner. Like I wish I would have had the guts to do this sooner. It's so worth it. So if you're on the fence, if you're feeling like it's time to ditch the nine to five, it is. 
It is. It I is. feel like there. I feel like there are people who, like, there are the people who love the nine to five. Like that is for them. That's great. And then there are the people who are like constantly uncomfortable. They know it's not for them. They want more. And then like that group of people, there are two types of people. The people who are either willing to take the jump or the people who are going to stay there forever and be miserable and complain about it. And like, don't be that person. Don't be that person that just accepts like a miserable fate for the next 30, 40 years of your career. And it's just like, well, this is yeah. it. <laughs> and that's the thing that's so crazy to me. When you say 30 to 40 years, I want to enjoy my life. So many people yeah. work really hard so that way they can enjoy their life at retirement. I'm sorry, but when I am 65 years old, my body is not going to be as able to get around and be traveling yeah. and going and doing all the things that I want to do. So like true. Just, yes. I mean, that's great for people who work really hard for retirement, but I, there's so much to do while you're young. Why waste your time working and waiting? Because we don't know that, you know, you're going to be able to, unfortunately, it's sad to say, but we don't yeah. want that to happen. No, absolutely. Like you can't let your life just pass you by and be like, well, in 40 years, I can travel the world. Like, what is what is that? What yeah. is that type of life? Honestly, I have kind of seen that in my parents, actually. Like my dad, he owns his own business. He works very hard. He's And it's like retirement. And then we can do whatever we want. And I'm like, I... Ugh, like, I think I, the entrepreneur... I, <laughs> I, I think the entrepreneur lifestyle is so interesting because you have, like you said, your dad owns business and there's so many people that, you know, do that and they still want that kind of routine and whatnot. But the way, yeah. I think the way we, us younger generation do entrepreneurship is we let work fit into our life mm. and we take it as it comes. And that's why, you know, I sometimes go in phases where I am working really, really hard. If I'm coming up with yeah. a course and I need to get that out, like I will work around the clock, but then I might take a couple weeks off. I just got back yeah. from a 10 day trip where I checked my email here and there, but oh, that's amazing. I just, you can't sit back and wait for things to come because Absolutely. Then what's the point? What's the point of it? You're just gonna sit there and be miserable. It's kind of the same thing in my day to day. When I was working in corporate marketing, I barely made time for the gym. The gym is now mm. the most important part of my day. I make sure that I get yeah. there and I do that because I makes me feel good. And when I was at that other job, I I would get out. You know, you go to work in the morning, you get home, you make dinner. You don't want to go do that. That's the last thing you want to do is go to the gym. And you For don't sure. do it. You don't make time if your friends ask you, hey, you want to go to dinner tonight? No, you just want to go home and sit at home because you've been in this job that you oftentimes hate all the time. Mm -hmm. Now I'm absolutely. like, absolutely. You want to go to dinner on a Wednesday night? Perfect. Like, Yes. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of the balance is that, you know, it, it comes in waves as an entrepreneur that you sometimes are up and down and where, you know, sometimes you have to grind really hard but it pays off. It's not a constant unless you let it be. For sure. I feel like there's this notion now that like manifestation is becoming so much more like mainstream and popular. And I've like, like hustle culture is like, you know, it's like cancel hustle culture, all yeah. this stuff kind of combining. 
I feel like there's this notion that people feel like they can get into entrepreneurship and like just kind of chill. Like it's going to be easy. And it's not, it's not fucking it's easy. It's not easy. <laughs> you have to be really driven. Like here's what I always say is anyone can do it, but you have to be willing to put in the work. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not easy by any means. You have to educate yourself. You have to advocate for yourself and you have to go out and do the work. It's yeah. not going to just come to you. But if you're willing to put in, you will get a lot more out. For sure. It's like a, think- instead of working a nine to five until retirement and then using that little like slice of your life to go enjoy it. It's like grind for a few years or even like you said, like grind for a month and then go take off a few weeks and then yeah. come back and grind for a few more weeks and then take some time off. Like it can really ebb and flow. Yeah. And like you said earlier, like I don't want to be on someone else's schedule. Like you get to create your own schedule, whatever that looks like that serves you, but like still builds your business. Yeah. Something you said about how our generation is like more, a little bit flexible, even like as entrepreneurs, I feel like it's because we realize you can make money anyway. Like there are so many ways to make money, especially with social media and online. It's like, If this doesn't work out, okay, we'll pivot. We'll figure something out. We'll move to the next thing. We'll make money. Like there is the opportunities endless. They're endless. And I have, you know, I have honestly even one of my best friends here home. I love her to death, and she craves the routine of her nine to five, and is always like, "I don't know what I would do if I did something. I I'm going to be stuck making this salary my entire life until retirement." And I'm like. She's like kind of the rarity in our generation that sometimes I get so frustrated because I'm like, I want you to see this entrepreneur mindset of like, and all of our other friends are starting businesses as well, different types of businesses. And yeah. And so she's kind of the only one. She's just like, you guys are crazy. And I'm like, but you, you have to see the value of it. Like you can do whatever you want. And like, when you say, you know, I'm going to be stuck making this salary forever. No, you're not. I tell myself what I'm going to make. As an entrepreneur, if I want to go make – if I want to make a million dollars next year, I can go work my ass off and make that million dollars. It kind of goes back to I will have to grind really fucking hard for a few years. Yes. But if I want that, I will do it. It's possible. And then I will reap the rewards and I will live my life. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's kind of up to you what you want. And that's where, you know, my first year in business, I did grind really hard. I did work a lot of hours – but it paid off because now I can do that from, you know, I can take time off. And even, you know, even when I was grinding really hard, though, as an entrepreneur, and especially in kind of this digital space, I was still traveling a lot. I was still going on so many trips. I was traveling at least once a month. But I just took my computer and I had a new view. I just yeah. had a new view of where I was. You know, when my friends were just like wanting to take a nap in the hotel room, I'd be like, cool, you nap. I'm going to work. I'm going to yeah. catch up on things. You know, and I still got to go do all these cool things. I will I die on this hill. Time off. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like I will die on this hill that so many entrepreneurs get into business because they want that freedom. They want that flexibility. They want to be able to travel. And then they end up chained to their laptop and their desk or their couch. I think that there's a difference. I think that you have to be able to handle the freedom. You want the freedom, mm. you have to feel handle it. And I think it goes in two, in two directions. And you have to find the middle is you either become chained to your business or you see the potential, 
but you're, you won't put in the work and then you're just like, it doesn't work for me. And that's why a lot of businesses and entrepreneurs fail is because they think, oh, it's supposed to be easy. All this freedom supposed to just come to me. Well, the freedom's going to come when you put in the work first. Yeah. Like build it and they will come kind of thing. You have to build those really solid foundations first to then be able to, you know, like go on a 10 day trip to France and only have to check your email a few times like that. I mean, I literally signed a client while I was gone and didn't even have to get on a call. (laughs) Incredible. Incredible. You know, just by checking my email and following up with some people. Like, yeah, there is a certain level of discipline that you have to have as an entrepreneur that like there's no one there to hold you accountable. It's you. Like, you have to hold yourself accountable. And I think that's an issue for some people. Like you said, like those businesses, those entrepreneurs that fail because they don't have that discipline. They can't, like, you don't have a boss. You don't have a schedule. Mm -hmm. You have to set that yourself and you have to wake up every day and show up for your business. Like, you have to grind. You have to buckle down and be like, okay, like, here's my to-do list. Like, there were nights or there were days when I worked, like, all day, all night. And I would like be on my laptop from wake until sleep. Yeah. I can't imagine doing that now. But like, that's what I had to do as I was starting my business. And it pays off. You almost like look at it in the hindsight and you're like, wow, those days it sucked, but I'm really grateful I did it. So I don't have to do that anymore. Right. And there's a, that scary jump of, you know, like leaving something comfortable to do something on your own when you don't have that safety net that's when you like, you have that fire under you. You have that fire within you to make this work because you literally don't have other options. Like you have no other options. You have no safety net. And so I almost like encourage people to take that scary ass jump because you're so much more likely to succeed and make it happen if you don't have a backup plan. Like no, no plan B, it's make or break. And you'll find a way you always find a way. I agree with that completely. And I think that when you have like a fire lit under your ass, you'll make it work. Yeah. Like you will, you will figure it out. And that's when sometimes when I've had that fire lit under me that I'm like, there is no other option right now. You know, if you lose a client, you need to replace them or whatever it may be. I always am like, all right, this is my time. Like it's kind of like how I wouldn't leave the job that needed to be left. They did it for me. And sometimes I'm always like, hey, it's the universe telling me like, I got to do this shit now. But sometimes I I just wish like, and I even look back, I'm like, be brave enough to do it to begin with. Ooh, absolutely. I love that. There, there is, there's always a way to make it happen. And like, there's always a different way to make money. Like there is, when you just like put your mind to it, it's, it's freaking crazy, like, what is available to you when you, like, step outside of that, like, little box that society puts you in. Like, truly, like, yeah. your expectations that society puts on you to, like, go get a nine-to-five job. Like, when you step out of that box and you step out of those expectations, what is available to you and what you can create out of literally thin air is incredible. But what you said about, like, figuring it out, like, I'll just figure it out. There's so much of that in entrepreneurship. Like, so much. I don't know what I'm doing. Who knows know what, what they're doing? Who knows everything? You figure it out. And that's yeah. where, you know, I think it's important though. So the next thing I'm going to say is that I think it's important that you have a support system. 
So whether it be, you know, when I first started my business, my own family did not, they were like, when are you going to go get another job? Did not understand. Probably until this last year when I showed them, like, when I was like, I'm making real money, like a lot more money than you guys make. (laughs) That they they took me seriously. They didn't get it though for a long time. And even my friends, like, it's important to have a support system. And so that's where, you know, I've always been thankful to have people like a business bestie like you, where I can just, you can go and bounce ideas off each other, get advice, vent, do all these things who are in a similar situation. But then you also have to have your support system who also doesn't get it because they ground you and they are going to be the ones that are like, get off your computer and come hang out with us. Mm. Ooh, that is so good. I'd never thought about that before. You have to have both. You're going to have, because if everyone understood what you did all the time, they're going to, you know, they can be supportive, but you know, sometimes like when I'm talking to, you know, even like with you, like we're supporting each other and we bet and we do things, but we're working towards a lot of the same goals. When you surround Mm -hmm. yourself with your people who don't, your friends and your family who don't really totally get what you do as an entrepreneur, they're going to ground you and they're going to help you set the boundaries that you might not be setting for yourself. Oh, that is so good. I love that. It just kind of breaks down that notion of like, these people don't get it, so they don't support me or like they don't get it, so they're holding me back, anything like that. That's so true. Like when I am like um, my boyfriend, he works just like a, he goes to work every day. Like he works a normal job. And when he comes home from work, if I'm still on my computer, he's usually cool with it. But when it's like one of those busy times and it's like every day when I come home or when he comes home from work, I'm still on my computer. Like I'm working till seven. I'm working till eight. He's like, watch a TV show with me. Like hang out with me. I miss you. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like there's, there's nothing that we do that really can't wait until tomorrow. And those relationships are so important. And that's where even, so when I think about myself as being, you know, I'm single, I'm 28 years old and I have multiple very successful businesses just to put it you know <laughs> straight I don't like to you know just say it how it is yeah. no I don't like to, I don't like to you know like gloat on myself but I know I'm doing great and yeah I but when I think about that sometimes I use that as an excuse as being single about dating when I am trying to so you say like your boyfriend you know he wants you to come hang out with you Sometimes when I'm, I'm talking to a guy and I'm, you know, he's asking me on a date, sometimes I'm like, I, one, I think because work is sometimes, it, it is my life. It is what I'm most passionate about. Sometimes yeah. I scare people away because, yeah. you know, the guys usually want to be the, the macho breadwinner. And um, so that's been difficult. But also in a sense, I literally had my friend who I was just in Paris with literally actually told me, she was like, Logan, you're using work as a crutch to avoid dating. Oh! And that was like a truth bomb to me because she was like, you don't, she was like, you pretend to be super busy with your work, even though you have these boundaries set. She was like, no, you can go on dates at night. You hang out with your friends, you hang out with your family, you go to the gym, you do all these things. But I use work as a way to avoid going on dates because it's scary and that's one more thing I have to fit into my life. And I'm like, do I have time for it all? Yeah. Wow. Because I don't know that I will be able to provide someone the attention that they need and deserve. Like you said, you know, when you get home, your boyfriend gets home from work and wants to watch a show with you. And realistically, I do. I I, I can do that. 
But I use business as a crutch sometimes because dating is scary. Yeah, no, like your business, like your business is your baby. It's like your, your comfort zone, your safe space. So yeah, yeah, having to like, I, I feel like I do that sometimes too. I'm like, or at least I used to, I'd be like, oh no, like I'm, I'm busy. And I feel like I have worked on my kind of like boundaries or like shutting off work. But like when we were in that grind season, I was like, no. And I think that's why I I didn't really put an emphasis on dating and why I'm like starting to again now because now I've been out of that kind of grind and I'm like, all right, five o'clock comes around, I'm signing off for the day and peace out, the work will be here tomorrow. You know, sometimes here and there, if I be like I said, I'm more creative at night, I will sometimes still like hop on at night if I want to, but it's never like a must. It's never a have to. And I also don't start work early in the morning. Like, I'm just not a morning person. And so I've kind of figured out that grind now, but I've always just kind of used it as an excuse for life and to kind of take the next steps in like really, you know, it took a while for even my friends to be like, come hang out with us. Um, You know, my family to be like, when I would go to something, you'd be like, you brought your computer? Like, um, you know, like, oh, I go to Thanksgiving and take my computer. Like, why? That's not necessary. And so I've really used that as an excuse to, like, form new relationships and, you know, to get back into that dating scene. And it's being single, I think. That's why I think women can be really empowering as, you know, a CEO and as an entrepreneur. And people are like, oh, she's a badass. But you also have to balance that and have, like, a little soft spot if you do want to not be single the rest of your life. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. There are like, yeah, when you think of that like girl boss or like that bad bitch like CEO, the almost like the narrative we're fed about who that woman is or like what we see on TV, like she's booked and busy. She doesn't have time for a relationship. Like she keeps to herself. They're never the moms. They're they're never the moms. They're never the wife. They're never any of that. But I think you can have it all. Like you can. And I know that like that is what I want one day. And, and that's why I've almost worked so hard now. So that way now my stuff can kind of just be on autopilot a little bit. And, you know, now I have a team underneath me who can kind of do more of the work and now I can go live my life. And I'm still only 28. Yeah. Yeah. There's still so much time for sure. And that's something that we've gotten into with society as well lately is just like those timelines and that like, if like by the time I'm 30, like when women hit 30, why is that the end all be all like such an identity crisis? Like there's still like, there's still so much more time left. Like you could have 60 more years of life left by the time that you're 30. (laughs) And I also think, too, like, kind of on that end, too, is some people will say, oh, I'm 30. I can't start a business now. Why not? Ah! Like, why not? Why Why not? not? You can do whatever you want. Because it's that, I think it goes back to that timeline of people say, oh, you're 30. You should be married. Have kids. Doing all these things. You don't get to have a life. They're like, oh, no, you don't. You can't start a business at 30. Why? Why yeah. the fuck not? You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. There's that, there's a little um, like infographic that goes around every once in a while. That's like, oh, I can't think of anyone who's on it, but like, like Steve Jobs at age, you know, whatever was doing yeah. this, like so-and-so at age, whatever was like working at McDonald's, like these huge names um, like so and so didn't start their business until age forty three. There, and every time I see that, I'm just like, 
whew, like, it's okay. Like, we still have a lot of time left. And I feel like timelines are so huge. Everything that you're experiencing, everything that you're learning will put you in the right place. Like, if I, like, if either of us hadn't had our experiences in corporate, we probably wouldn't be doing what we are right now. Yeah. Like, in a very like roundabout way, like that really served us, that taught us things, which helped launch us in to the next thing. So it's like everything is a case study, everything's a learning experience. And like, it's all gonna culminate at one point. And then you'll be like, that is why I had to go through all this bullshit. Like, that's what all this was for. Yeah. And you were so worried about like pressuring yourself on a timeline. Oh, one of them is, um, I think, Sarah Blakely from Spanx, who is just, like, oh, yeah. created this and insane empire, like, incredible female CEO. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So But, like, cool. didn't start that business maybe until she was in her 40s. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much time. It's crazy. So it's insane. you alluded to, like, getting back into the dating scene. Tell us a little bit about like what that has looked like, kind of like your mindset around it and just kind of like what this balance has looked like and kind of like those boundaries that you have put in place to be able to be like, no, like I need to prioritize myself and my personal life too alongside of my business. Yeah. So getting back into the dating scene, it's been, um, it's interesting. <laughs> um, so, you know, <laughs> online dating now is just honestly where it's at and I don't love yeah. it. As an online business owner, I don't love mm. that. Um, but there's not many other places to meet people. Guys don't come up to you anymore and just talk to you. It's not a thing. Yeah. It also, crazy. you know, I, I'm not going out and staying out at the bars until 2 a.m. anymore either, though, because I'm kind of past that phase. So it, yeah. it does make it difficult to to meet people. And so I found like really being really intentional. Um and part of the reason why I had kind of stopped in the dating scene before was, um, you know, while I was also running businesses is so many guys, which is the silliest thing in the world when I say this, they only want your Snapchat. And I, the amount of guys I get blocked because I don't give them my Snapchat. I literally deleted Snapchat like two years ago. Yeah. Because of, no, because I hate of Snapchat. this. Because wow. of this. If I'm like, if Snapchat is still your main form of communication, bye, I don't have time to go on a date with you. So I've also really yeah. been able to be more intentional with my time in that way. Because before that, I was going out on dates with these guys that like, then they just want to be pen pals on Snapchat. Mm. And I was like, well, this is a waste of my time. I could be at home working, you know, yeah. <laughs> I could be at home making money, which, but not that that was a good mindset either that I should be doing that, but I could have been doing anything else that's going to serve me. I could have been at home reading and just enjoying yeah. a night to myself, drinking a glass of wine. And so now I've just, I'm really more intentional um, with that because I have to be protective of my time because I am so busy. I for sure really kind of weed them out <laughs> beforehand. Yeah, with I, I think it's okay to be picky. I think it's people tell oh, me sometimes sure. you know you're too picky. I think it's okay to be picky because I need someone who's going to yeah. match my energy. I've gone out on dates, you know, as an entrepreneur. Like I kind of said, it's a lot to handle. We are kind of we have this mentality that like we can do anything and we're in charge, and so. It takes a lot for a guy to handle that. Like to say that like yeah. I'm the breadwinner. I'm the one making the money. Like not that they can't be making money too. I keep saying I need someone smarter than me. I need someone who has like like a lawyer, like a doctor or someone. Um, <laughs> I keep saying that. I'm like I need someone. No, like wait. That's perfect though. Cuz they're older. 
they have to go through all that schooling. Exactly. exactly. It's still perfect. You can still find someone. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> so it is hard, you know, and I also, I live in the Midwest. I live in Northern Indiana where we don't have a lot of that. So <laughs> it is difficult, but we, but, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't, you know, I still like give other people the opportunity as long as someone is willing to show me that they can accept my success and that they also work hard and just care. Yeah. Like, I don't care if I make more money than you. I don't care about that. It's just been very difficult to find someone who can match that. And that's why I keep saying I need someone like, I like yeah. dedicated to their career pretty much, um, which is interesting. Absolutely. But, so it's just, you know, it's a, it's a different dynamic, especially when now that I'm 28. And I when you're younger, and you're in relationships, you know, in my past relationships, I was really young, and you're not dating, you're dating to get married, obviously, but you're not really looking at those qualities of like right away you're like oh they're fun to hang out with this is great you know blah blah blah. and now you start to see things because you know what you want for your life you know what you see and so that's why I think it's okay to be more picky and so that's kind of where you know that's been that it I've been setting goals for myself of like go on x amount of dates a month (laughs) um you know and be open and try and like it's also kind of it's the same thing how I say in business. It's a numbers game of like how many people you know and can talk yeah. to in your network. But it really kind of is. And so that's just really where I've been like balancing that is being the most intentional I can be with vetting people up front. <laughs> like, I think that's awesome advice. Say, sometimes my friends say they're like, you're interviewing them. And I'm like, well, I kind of am. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I. you're so right. There's no need to like spend three months with someone just like hanging out for you to have then like caught feels and then be like oh like you would be a shit husband so yeah I have to break this off now like yeah I love that like finding those little things to you that like make that difference that are that litmus test like I love that it's snap like if snapchat is your main form of communication bye like no that's not not the level I'm on yeah. It's such a basic thing. Like, I don't think I'm that picky. I think that I have certain expectations that yeah. I need met. And that's okay. And that's okay. 100%. So many people are like, you're 28. You need – it kind of goes back to the timeline. They're like, you should just settle. You should just do this. I'm like, absolutely not. Absolutely oh, not. Never. Yeah. No. Like, you like you don't have to spend the rest of your life with this person. I do. So I'm right. going to make sure that he's good. <laughs> and they need to be able to handle, like – what my career is and what, you know, that like, I do have these other things in my life. And I think sometimes, especially even when we're younger, like when I was, at least when I was dating, when I was younger, even when I was dating three years ago, when I first started this business, like you're just trying to have fun and you know, you don't yeah. really care as much. But at this age, I'm like, you know, I'm only 28 and I still have so much time, but I'm like, I've just have so much more experience now that I'm like, I don't have time to sit and waste and just tell me the important things up front. And then we yeah. can get to know each other <laughs> and see if it's, yeah Yeah. I feel like it's I do the same thing with clients it's like you're throwing out red flags for me like if you're showing up like if you're making these demands if you are showing up late to our meetings if you can't respect my boundaries it's exactly that yeah it is and it's so weird to like compare dating to that but it really is kind of the same thing yeah no I'm super picky with who I work with too because like they're the ones who are going to like be dictating what my days look like, what my moods look like. Literally the same as like dating, like what my days look like, what my moods are like. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly how I am too with clients, with friends, with anyone. 
even family, like if they are just not matching my energy, I'm like, I will have this conversation with you later. I don't like come back to me when you, it's just one of those things where life is too short to not be happy and to not be like with and surrounding yourself with people who want the best for you and for themselves though. I think I always say like, I don't think, you know how they say like in relationships, like, Oh, that person's like my soulmate or the other half your heart or whatever. No, I think you should both have two on your own first and have things going for you and then bring them together. And then they can just be even yeah. bigger. Like, I love you don't that. have to complete each other. You have to be doing your own thing. You have to be a complete first. person. Yeah. You have to be doing your own thing first. You have to. I feel to. like that's huge. In, or like, as entrepreneurs, I feel like we get a very good sense of our self worth and also like value our time and our energy and our mindset over like anything. So if anyone comes in and is threatening that or is negatively affecting that, it's like, I don't have, I I literally do not have the time. I don't have the space. I don't have the capacity, the energy for this. Like, no, goodbye. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's something so empowering about it. Just like knowing your self-worth, knowing the expectations that you have for yourself and for the people around you. And if there are people in your life that aren't like that aren't matching your energy, like you say, like they're just going to pull you down and doesn't mean you have to cut them out of your life entirely, but maybe reevaluate like how much time you are spending with that person or like if it's not serving you. Yeah. Boundaries. And you can say, you know, even like I've had certain friendships where I'm like, I'm in this different phase right now and I have to be like, you know what? I can go to dinner with you once a month. I can handle that. I can go to dinner with you, but I can't. I'm not in the same headspace as you right now and that's okay. And I'm here to support you and I'm here to love you from that. But it's setting boundaries of Mm -hmm. deciding what you have the energy for and who's matching that energy at that time. And I think it ebbs and flows based off of what two people are going through at the same time. Absolutely. I feel like people pleasers are listening to this and just like tearing their eyes out. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm the word. I'm not a people pleaser at all. No. Let me just tell you that. No. Like I'm not afraid to say no. And I'm not afraid yeah. to like rain on someone's parade. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I feel like that comes with the territory. Like I feel like that is a necessary up level that you have to make in growing like a multi six figure business is that like saying no is okay. Like I am no longer in the business of people pleasing. I'm in the business of pleasing myself and just being okay with that. Like you don't, you don't have to say yes to everything or to everyone like and boundaries. I feel like we keep just kind of like, um, like circling around that is so huge in your life and in your business if you want to keep your head on straight like you have to have boundaries but then you have to be comfortable enforcing them like yes. if you set a boundary and, and then you still let people just like walk all over you does not and that's been my biggest I think lesson in all of this over the past few years is that I I started out setting boundaries mm. and then I wouldn't enforce them and I wouldn't do that. And, you know, when we go in these phases and it's just, mm. it's hard, it's hard, but eventually you get burned one too many times and you're just like, fuck this. I'm just going to tell people yeah. no. You almost like, yeah, 
you just yeah. get fed up eventually and you're like, it's sink or swim. And if I'm not going to – like, you will sink if you don't set boundaries and if you don't enforce them because you will literally drown yourself. Yes. It's, it's not okay. But if you yeah. enforce these boundaries, you can go, all right. So it's uh, – yep. it's a, it's Hard a world. Line. Can't cross it. it. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, man, like what I wonder what like I would think if I was listening to this episode like four years ago when I was working in corporate. I really do. I am a completely different version of myself than that completely. poor, sad little like fragile shell of a human being that I was in corporate. It's crazy and, what just like prioritizing yourself and like yeah. your mental health. And these are the same things I tell. So, you know, part of my coaching business, I have, you know, one-on-one students who I help them leave their nine to fives. Yeah. And it's the same thing I tell them when they're kind of in that transition process. So for example, um, one of the girls I work with, she recently left her nine to five. And when she started doing this full-time entrepreneurship, it was crazy. When she was working full-time though, she was also... um, coaching volleyball because she enjoys that. That's like a hobby for her. And then, you know, she'd come home at night and work on this business and she built this six figure business while still working full time, you know, by basically, you know, just doing all the things that she needed to do and having these boundaries set. And then it was as soon as she started working full time though, doing this and didn't have her full time job anymore. She's full time entrepreneur. She goes, how do I set boundaries? I have all this freedom and I keep saying yes. And she was mm. like, she was like, you're going to laugh at me, but I keep, I, I don't know where my time's going. And I was like, it happens, but we have to go yeah. back to that same mindset you had before while you were working full time. Now you just have more time back in your day. And yeah. so that's been like, that's a huge focus is that I really help people get to that point where they can leave their job and they're like, all right, I'm making more than I was making. And then they almost go through this identity crisis again. And I'm like, okay, let's bring it back around again. Wow. It's really powerful. It's really interesting to see though and watch. And it's, I love, you know, I get so excited when they're ready to leave, but I always prepare them. Like, this is what's coming. We got to be ready because I know and I've been through it and I've done it and I keep seeing it happening with these girls that are coaching, but you know what? Now they're killing it. Like, this girl in particular I'm talking about, she's signing three new clients a week now because she's figured out how to set these boundaries and they're her ideal clients. And they are people who are just growing her empire. So insane. She literally, we've been working together for a year now. And the other day she was like, Logan, I never would have imagined my life looking like this a year ago. Yeah. And I'm it's like, crazy how much can change all you've gotten done. And I look back at myself in the past three years and I'm like, I am a completely different person. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that like, that like gave me the feels. That's crazy. That's it's, so cool. It's insane. I love that you're, <laughs> sorry, I feel like our audios are off. We keep like cutting each other off a little bit. I know it is. <laughs> that's crazy though like the I love that you are able to coach on that like the identity crisis because I am very much like a victim to letting like 
my work fill the amount of time that I have. If I have three hours to work, I'll get the work done. If I have eight hours to do the same amount of work, it will take eight hours. And that's something I am actively like fighting and working against and really working on my time management this year. But like, it's crazy when you go from that go, 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 I have a full-time job, I'm side hustling to like, holy shit, I have so much time. You can almost become less productive because you just like, you slow down because there aren't those outside forces pushing on you to get things done like there have been in the past. And that's where that discipline comes in, like having to create those and push yourself to continue staying staying up on it. When I used to be struggling with that a lot, I would literally block out because I used to be the same way as you, where I would, it would take me eight hours. If I had eight hours to get that work done, it's going to take eight hours. But if I have 30 minutes, it's going to get done in 30 minutes. Right. Like, and so I really started time block. I almost had to time block everything I had to do in the day. And I set it and said, this is how much time it realistically should take. And I would put it on my calendar and I would set a timer and say, all right, in this amount of time, we're getting this done. No scrolling on our phone. Cause that is my biggest weakness of like culprit of why I'm not productive Same. is doing those things. And so now I don't do that as much anymore because I, I've gotten into more of a routine where I'm like, all right, we're in our grind right now. We're getting this done. We're getting shit yeah. done. But now if I'm like, Oh, I have eight hours open today. Like I don't like Mondays are my CEO days. I don't take any calls. And so I'm like, I have a whole day. I can get done whatever I want. Now I make sure though, that my priorities are done first. And then I am also like, I kind of dust in other things throughout the day. Like I'm making sure that I take, you know, a 10 minute break, go switch my laundry and make sure I schedule in a lunch break for myself every single day now. That's and important. I literally, since my office is in my bedroom, I go out to the kitchen and I eat my lunch out there and I don't, I take my Kindle with me and I read a book. Like I, I do the things that I enjoy and I take real time and do that. And then I, you know, kind of step away and then come back and I make sure that, I have my to-do list and if I get it done early, I get to go play. Yeah. (laughs) I love how you like, like you read while you eat lunch. Like you take the time to like savor, like enjoy those little things in your day because you have the ability to do that. Like you go make yourself lunch, you read a book and just kind of like reset. I've been going on a lot of walks lately to just kind of like, Reset in the summer my brain. when it's nice out, I will do a walk. I'll eat lunch and then I'll go for a walk and maybe listen to like an audiobook or a podcast. But yeah. winter in northern Indiana doesn't really allow for much of that. So, um, but yeah, walks are always great. And sometimes I break up the afternoons with that in the summer. Like I said earlier, like I'll go to the pool during the day and I'm like, all right, I'll figure out this time. Like as long as I know that I have the time to get done the tasks I need to get done that day, great. I love that. The time blocking is a really great tip. Like, this is how much time it should realistically take. Like, to, so get to work. Like, yeah. Like, you have this much time. Music. Put your phone on Do yeah. Not Disturb if you have to. I also, like, get content. Put your phone on a tripod. You won't be scrolling on it because you're going to be recording your content. Yes! That's like, the ultimate hack. It really is. And then you get content for yourself. So get content, not yeah. be on your phone, and get shit done. So there's good. like no excuses. I guess if you want it bad enough, you don't make excuses and you figure it out. 100%. It is so hard working on social media. I have found because 
I'll get on my phone because I have to go look at something. I have to go post something. I need to go check a client account, literally whatever. And I get on there and I immediately see something shiny. Suddenly I've watched like five stories and then I'm like, why did I get on here right? And then like I get to it. And so I'm really trying to break that habit this year too of like just keeping my blinders on if I have to get on social during the day and just like blinders on, do the task, put the phone back away. And if I can, I just like don't even bring my phone into my office when I like need to do deep work because I am the queen of, "Mm, I'm kind of bored or like this is getting a little hard. So let me do a quick like scroll and I and I think, it's, you know, I think it's okay to have those, like, mind breaks and scroll a little bit, but you have to, like, set the boundaries of, like, all right, I have X amount of time. And if you're doing another task at the same time, it is hard. And I'm, I'm a culprit of it, too. I, I do it, you know, because you have to get on a client account, post that reel, and, yeah. you know, you're like, ooh, what's this? And you see or you see someone shared a story and you want to know, but yeah. and that's I even, like, at night have, like, my – I literally have, like, one hour before I go to bed and before I read – you know, that I, that's like my me time. I'm like, I'm going to scroll. I'm going to yeah. watch TikTok. I'm going to watch Instagram stories. And then I'm going to beat off my phone and I'm going to read before I fall asleep. And that's kind of like my form of self-care, you know, on top of, you know, on top of all the other things you got to do for your skincare and, you know, all of that self-care, take care of your body, go to the gym, all those things. But like, we all like to scroll and I'm like, all right, here's my hour that I'm just going to mindlessly scroll on. And yeah. I keep all of my accounts separate. So I have you know, two, I have my coaching account. I have my agency account. I also have a personal account that is just any influencer I want to follow, I follow. Yeah. It's my where I post, like when I was just on vacation, I po- only post when I'm gone on those. I follow for my friends yeah. and my family because then I don't feel like I have to be in work mode either. So I'm scrolling on a personal that. account. Yeah, I, I do that too. And that is where I follow like the influencers, my friends, my family, like the people I want to keep up with. And then my business page is where I follow like the people that I get like business inspiration from or like my like business idols and stuff. And then like when I'm on that account, like I am in work mode. And then when I'm on my personal account, like it's just fun, mindless scrolling. I love that like hour block. Like this is my time to be on social media, to scroll, to do whatever I want. And so there's like, I feel like I have guilt around like scrolling on social. Like if I catch myself scrolling, I've gone into a dark hole and then I'm just like, why did you do that? Like, you know better. I get mad at myself. But if you just have like a designated time to just like go down the rabbit hole, I like that. Yeah. It's really nice because I don't feel guilty about it because I used to be that way too. I'd be like, and now I know like, all right, my hour's up. It's time to go read a book. And get tired and go to bed because, you know, looking at your phone too much before you go to sleep can be hard. And then also in the mornings, I have stopped just instantly grabbing for my phone and scrolling in the morning. I now leave it on the charger. I go into the bathroom, brush my teeth, do my skincare, do all of that before I go to take my phone off the charger. And then, you know, I'll be making breakfast and sometimes I let myself scroll a little bit there. But I've quit doing that like first thing in the morning because I read something recently that was like, if you see something in, right when you wake up that triggers your mind in like in any form of way, that's going to dictate your mood for the entire day. Ooh. So instead I've been, and it's really made a difference now where if I just go and take care of me first, 
make sure I'm fed. Yeah. Make sure my, you know, get a little bit of hair and makeup done. Make sure I, well, the days I do that, not every day. <laughs> the days I put myself together, you know. <laughs> but main thing is make sure I'm fed. <laughs> and, um, and then I, you know, and then I kind of will look a little bit there before I start work for the day. But it, yeah. it's really kind of just like, figuring out a balancing act of what's important to you. And sometimes it even like my therapist at one point, which therapy has been a huge thing for me and just like balancing it all too and talking things through was like my therapist one time though said to me, she was like, you are trying to do it all while not giving yourself the space to think anything through. Like you're just constantly, wow. which like I said, I don't know how to relax. I'm not good at relaxing, but I've had to force myself to. And yeah. because I don't think things through. And so um, that's been really big is just figuring out what makes me happy. And like, even she had me write a list down of what is important to me in all areas of my life and then mm -hmm. figure out how they fit into your day. Wow. So is that kind of how you figured out how to force yourself to relax for someone? Like yeah. I can't relate to that unfortunately like I am on like too far on the other end of the scale from you on that like I wish I had a little bit more energy in me so for someone else who is like oh my gosh same like I can't relax I can't sit still like I'm always going how did you start to force yourself to relax so that was really kind of like figuring out so I was like okay I really like to read so yeah. Why don't I spend every night – so that's where I kind of like I read at my lunch break because that mm -hmm. to me is relaxing but I'm still doing something, you know, at night before bed. Even like sometimes I struggle most, you know, I when I was doing it all, when I was going to class at night during my MBA, I didn't have time to relax. And that's where I kind of really mm -hmm. got into that and was like – and I wasn't that way. I honestly used to be able to relax um, until I started a business and going to school and doing all these things. Yeah, and that's I fair. Like, I don't know how. So then when I was done last fall, I was like, what do I do with this time? And so <laughs> I started like, you know, I would go to all these events and do all these things. And I was like, well, that's probably not good either. And so that's when I just started really making a list. And then I talked to my therapist about it and started making a list of what is important to me and what would I like to do to relax? Like, is there a new show out on Netflix that I would like to watch? I have a hard time focusing and paying attention to that because I always feel like I should be doing something else. And I'm like, is there something yeah. I can really get into? Or maybe I watch it while I'm doing laundry or, you know, so then it's kind of still relaxing, but, you know, if it helps me feel a little bit better <laughs> about doing it, um, you know, different things like that. But, you know, it's hard on the weekend. Sometimes, like, I Saturdays are my days. I do not open my computer whatsoever. I will not work. I will not touch it. Um, and I'm starting to work towards Sundays, but I used to do that because I didn't work Fridays, but now I'm kind of working Fridays. So I'm going to start doing that on Sundays. But for a while, I was like, I need to go do something all day. I was like, I need to go shopping. I need to go do all this. I don't really need to. Mm. I just wanted to find things to do because yeah. I don't know how to sit and just be. Mm. And so that's been really big for me. And that's where also like focusing on going to the gym five days a week where I'm tired then. And I'm like, I just want to sit and relax has been like teaching my body that like, hey, we're yeah. tired. We need to just sit and do nothing. I love that. Oh, that's really good advice. That was something like when I was having a hard time sleeping when I was first starting my business because I was always like 
going. I was so wired. I was constantly thinking about my to-do list and working out consistently and like literally wearing out my body. So by the time it is time to go to sleep, like I'm ready was so huge because then I got a good night of sleep because I was sleeping yeah. like crap. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so so, it's it was a learned thing. It takes a yeah. lot of time to learn it. It really does. Like, and there, it's such a learning curve. And even now, like, I'm still learning shit. Soon. I'm still figuring shit out. Like, Same. I feel Every like day. it will be forever. Yeah. So they're just kind of like dropping the the notion, the feeling that like, you have to have it all figured out or I'm a failure because like I don't know what I'm doing or, you know, like just feeling like you have to have everything figured out. And if you don't, you're not doing a good job. It's just like so far from the truth. No yeah. one knows what they're doing in entrepreneurship. I really believe that. Like we're making it all up every day as we go. We really That's are. the fun of it. <laughs> It makes it so fun. And it also makes it because as you're making it up as you go, like, yeah, you can get guidance from other people. No one's ever going to be exactly you. No one's going to be yeah. doing it the way you do it because you're figuring it out. Yeah. Ooh, but- that is so true. And that's why, like, copying people's businesses doesn't work. No. <laughs> because it's them. Like, it's right. what works for them. No one's ever going to be you. And that's why, yeah. you know, sometimes having, like, when you're the face of your business, it's really hard to hire people sometimes because no one's ever going to think, you know, about you. And no one's yeah. you know, no one's going to be in your head. And you have to, like, kind of figure figure that out as you go, too. It's because you want to grow, but then you need help. And but no one's going to be you. But you can teach your values. You can teach the way you do things. But – and have people help you with it. But, yeah, copying a business is, like, never a good idea because – you're not going to be them. Sorry. So true. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't have their secret sauce, but like nobody has your secret sauce either. Right. And it might take a little while to like figure it out too. I feel like it's taken me a long time to kind of figure that out and really kind of get into that flow in that place. But now that I'm there, I'm like, oh, okay. Like this is fun. Like this feels yeah. really good. And like, this is easy. I think so. when you believe in, I think a lot of it too, of your, your secret sauce kind of is, when you believe in yourself and when you really like kind of get out of that imposter syndrome head, which mm-hmm. everyone's always going to have a little bit of it. But when you learn to hold yourself well, even though, you know, a lot of times you're on Zoom or whatever, whenever you learn to confidently speak and you can just hold that energy, people will take you seriously. And that's when you realize yeah. that's my secret sauce. I, they are gravitate to your personality. Yeah. When you just let your personality, like the authenticity shine through when you stop feeling like you have to be someone, you like drop the feeling of like, I need to show up as her. Like when you are just yourself, I feel like that really is, like you said, like when people gravitate towards you, like that is the secret sauce is just being yourself. And that sounds so freaking simple. And it is, but like in actual practice, when you're dealing with that imposter syndrome, when you're trying to figure out what the heck to do next, like what step to take as you're building your business, like that feels a lot harder than it really is. And then I feel like once you become more rooted in your self-worth, but also you have like fallen down however many times and you're tired of being in a business that just like, it just doesn't feel quite right. Like 
it's like the puzzle pieces are there, but it's like it's like the wrong puzzle piece, you know, the ones yeah. that like fit, but they don't quite fit. And then you're like, like, it's just not like quite right. And then like when you just are like, you let go of all of that and just be yourself and do whatever the fuck you want to do in your business. Oh, it feels so good. It does. <laughs> just like, it's just like, do whatever the you fuck you want. You step into a whole other self. Mm. Yeah. Like a version of you that is just like so confident and sure and like happy and content. Like there yeah. are just so many people making so much money on the internet, doing so many different things. Do what you want. And I, like, the very beginning of this episode, you mentioned how you have to, like, intuitively listen to your body on kind of when you're, like, working hard and when you're resting and really getting to know your intuition as an entrepreneur and just, like, listening to your gut or to the thoughts in your head and understanding that, like, that idea is there for a reason, like, that's what you run with when you keep having these things that kind of keep coming up. Like that's what you lean into. You don't try and push it away. Like that is your intuition talking. It's so true. Your intuition, 99% of the time is going to be right. If you have a strong yeah. gut feeling, you should probably listen to it. And if you're in that, if anyone's listening to this and they're like, I'm feeling like I have this gut feeling, this intuition, this, this strong instinct that I want to go and do this, you know, thing or they're stuck or whatever, just do it. Just go. Like, it's telling you that for a reason. Absolutely. And I feel like when you, you keep ignoring that or you keep pressing it down, like it's going to keep coming back up. Like it's not going to stop until you're like, okay. And like you submit to it, you, you give it a try. And then you're like, oh, well now I get it. Like now, why did I resist that for so long? The listening to your gut and knowing that your intuition, like like you said, like 99% of the time, it's right. That was one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn in my first year or two of business was I ignored my gut so often. And literally anytime I had a bad gut feeling, it went bad. It went poorly. And I yeah. finally had to like resolve to be like, I'm listening to my gut. Like from now on, if I get a bad gut feeling, you're gone. And that's the same with like enforcing those boundaries and not being a people pleaser. It's just like, nope, I have to protect myself, my energy, my space. For whatever reason, I'm getting a bad gut feeling like there are some red flags here. I'm out. Yeah. So true. That was a tough one. That was a really tough one to learn. It is. It's it's a hard (laughs) one to learn that entrepreneurship is all about learning lessons every day. Yeah. Yeah, you're always learning everything. And like, even like failure, like everything is a case study. Everything is a learning opportunity. And I feel like the best entrepreneurs are always listening. They're always learning. They're willing to learn. They don't feel like they have everything figured out, but they also aren't like, oh my gosh, I failed. Like, I'm just going to give up. We're all going to fall on our face. (laughs) You just, it's like what you learn from that experience and how you move forward after that, that will determine your success. Really, I feel like. Oh my gosh, Logan, this was so much fun. Like this was awesome. I had so much fun just like chatting with you and shooting the shit. I feel like we got so real (laughs) about entrepreneurship and 
what it takes and just like being really raw about a lot of the lessons that we've had to learn the hard way. So I feel like this was such an insightful episode. So this was so much fun. Logan, again, thank you so, so much for your time today and for being a guest on the Female CEO Show. And thank you for listening to today's episode. We will catch you on the next one.